Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Tuesday, August 22nd. It's five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. He's on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. I'm there too. Casey Daniels 317. And right now you can watch us both on YouTube if you type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. So we got some new polling out and I can just make this really quick and easy. Trump is in the lead. No kidding. End of story. Oh, my That's goodness. It. There's uh, there's this new poll. This one came out of Iowa. And, of course, Donald Trump is holding a two-to-one lead over Ron DeSantis in Iowa. But the interesting thing about this is that Tim Scott has now climbed to third place. Everybody preparing for the presidential debate tomorrow night. But Trump leading DeSantis 41-19. to 19. So, Donald Trump lost, air quote, lost Iowa in 2016. Now, I say lost. He lost by a couple votes. I mean, it was very close. He lost by one delegate. So in terms of, just in case you're not familiar, I think most of our audience is, but just just in case you aren't, the way the parties pick the president is they have what are called pledged delegates. So uh, in Iowa, they are allotted X amount of delegates. It's usually done based on population. And then each state kind of has their own primary type system. Iowa's is a caucus and they they divide their delegates up equally. So a loss in Iowa, if it's close, sometimes it's even a split of the delegates, even though like one guy might have got 500 more votes. But in terms of actually how we're keeping score, it would be a tie. But obviously one side will claim momentum, et cetera. Trump lost Iowa to Ted Cruz by, I think, one delegate in 2016. And he lost because he had terrible ground operations. And I've always said the amazing thing about Donald Trump in 2016 was it was this most ragtag band of brothers type campaign ever. And what I mean by that is there was a group of people and it was an actual group. I think it was called Ohio, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin or something like that, Trump group. And what they would do, and I was in this group and I would see them do this in real time. Hey, I'm going to be at the in the parking lot at the Wendy's off of such and such street from two until three. I'll have 300 signs. Come get them. Mm-hmm. And 30 minutes later, the person would say, hey, all out of signs. Thanks for everybody who came. They would just on their own, unaffiliated with the campaign, walk in parades and while that was great and it ultimately helped him in the general election because he had the Republican Party apparatus to kind of help harness with those people, it hurt him in a place like Iowa where organization is so key because it's a caucus. And if you look at, while DeSantis is way behind in terms of, hey, who would you vote for? The fundraising, keep the troops rallied email that DeSantis sent out recently was talking about how, well, when you factor in second preference, which may sound stupid to people, but bear with me, I'm statistically tied with Trump. Mm -hmm. Well, that's important because in a caucus, second preference matters because everybody votes for somebody and then people start falling off and then you have to go to your second choice. Well, that matters if DeSantis is your second choice because he can get the vote counts the same on the second ballot as it does the first. So my point on all of this is 
you could have some weird anomaly where Ron DeSantis enters Iowa still down, say, 20 points and and, and wins the Iowa caucus. Now, does that mean that just like with Ted Cruz, where Ted Cruz wins Iowa, that there's, he's going to barnstorm into New Hampshire with some sort of momentum? No, Trump crushed him there. And then, you know, basically it was play catch up to Trump the entire rest of the way. And Trump Trump won easily. But they're all in big trouble. I mean, it is amazing how nothing seems to impact Donald Trump in a Republican primary. My latest email from Ron DeSantis says, Casey, the time for chirping from the sidelines is over. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wednesday night is the night we've been preparing for. It's Mm -hmm. our opportunity to reach millions of voters who can join our movement and build. Okay, so Tim Scott, who is now in third place in Iowa, is placing an $8 million ad buy in Iowa and in New Hampshire. But at what point do these others, uh, Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, who has spent a lot of time in Iowa, Chris Christie, even Vivek Ramaswamy, who's not doing that great in Iowa, when do they start dropping out? Well, okay, so just real quick so people know, the polling numbers, because we're obviously talking about said poll um, in in this poll cited here. It's a Des Moines Register poll, so it's a local Iowa poll. Des Moines Register, the as it's named, the paper of record in Iowa. Uh, Trump at forty one, DeSantis nineteen, Scott nine, Haley six, Pence six, and then it's down from there. Which probably seems about right. Which, if you were to say, you know, Rob, do you think this is accurate? It's probably in the ballpark. You raise a good question, and the question is, or the answer to that question is, as long as there is some fool willing to give them money, they will They're stay. They going. will stay in the race. Mm-hmm. Now, with a Mike Pence or uh, Nikki Haley, mm-hmm. or even probably a Tim Scott. Now, Tim Scott will be able to say, "Look, I got to stay till South Carolina because that's my home state, and we'll see how we do there, and then we'll reevaluate." But you got you've banked everything on Iowa. You don't get it done there or you get embarrassed there. Well, especially Mike Pence. Yeah. He's been spending a lot of time in Iowa. Generally, the top three move on. It, and look, I get the politics has changed and the, the way we judge politicians has changed and the way we judge success in politics has changed. But traditionally, there's usually, they call it three tickets out of Iowa. If you get one, two, or three, hey, you are in the game. This is what Rudy Giuliani ran into in 2008. I realize I'm going way back in the time machine. If everybody remembers, Rudy Giuliani was the front runner for the Republican nomination for president. Like all the polls early on, Rudy Giuliani, America's mayor, he's leading the Republican nomination process. The problem for Giuliani was there was not a state that lined up to his sort of Republicanism until Florida, which was the fourth or fifth state to vote. So Iowa traditionally is a socially conservative state. The people who vote in Republican primary. Well, he gets smoked there. Yeah. And then New Hampshire is kind of an independent state, but again, doesn't really line up for him. He gets smoked there. He gets to South Carolina, very conservative state in a Republican primary, gets smoked there. And he keeps doing this thing of, I'm banking everything on Florida. Mm-hmm. Well, by the time it gets to Florida, you've already got your front, you know, three people. And it was, uh, what where was it? Was uh, I forget who it was. It was uh, McCain and... Uh, uh, doofus that got in and the, uh, Thompson, the actor, and then uh, Romney was in there for, mm-hmm. I mean, you get my point though. It's mm-hmm. like your, your momentum only lasts or, or being able to bull crap people into thinking your momentum is, is only, that only lasts so far. So three out, 
and right now it looks like it'll probably be Trump, DeSantis, and Scott, but obviously there's a world of time between now and... And, and the caucus. Yeah, January. Yeah. So about two-thirds of Trump supporters say that their mind is made up, with a third saying they could be persuaded to back somebody else. And I guess that's what DeSantis Here, and everybody else is, is hoping for, that here's they can what, here, persuade. Here's what's very interesting about this, though. And again, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm not saying this is, you know, oh, you should bank this and take it, take it home. DeSantis sent that fundraising email or email to his supporters or whatever out about the second preference. And there is a very real world that because Donald Trump is probably not anyone's second preference. I mean, maybe the Ramaswamy people. But look, if you are voting, if you're Trump, you're Trump. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, isn't that fair to say if you are Trump, there's a good chance you are all in on Trump. But I think there's a lot of people who might not be in on DeSantis on one but might be in on DeSantis. On two. On two. Yeah. Like if you're Christie, mm-hmm. don't you tell your people, hey, we got to stop Trump. That's my whole campaign. And if so if, if I don't win on the first one, go to DeSantis. If you're Pence, and clearly he wants to stop Trump, don't you maybe say, you know, the same thing. If I'm out ski, go with, go with DeSantis. Let's all band together and try to get him, you know, within, a, you know, a reasonable area of Trump where nobody can declare victory and we draw and go to New Hampshire. So there's a long way to go because of the way Iowa is set up. And if some of these other people were to drop out and they all get behind someone like DeSantis, well, now you have more of a match. Yeah. You don't have Trump with this commanding lead. And he does have another lead in another poll. And this one is in South Carolina, where he has nearly a 35 point lead over Ron DeSantis, and this is the latest poll conducted by Trafalgar. So in South Carolina, again, Donald Trump in the lead at 47%, Ron DeSantis, and then Tim Scott tied. You would expect Tim Scott to perform well in South Carolina. They're tied for second at 13%, and then it goes down to Nikki Haley, and then all the rest. It, it Mike is, Pence at one percent. Yeah, you hate to see in that. South Carolina. You, you just hate. You just hate to. You know, you just hate to see that and. Uh, Hey, Ryan Binkley, the guy that we yeah. had on, the guy from Texas. Yeah. He actually is uh, polling at 0.2%. Hey, friend of the show, Ryan Binkley. Not even point, not even a full percentage but he, point. But he is beating Hutchinson and Burgum. Mm-hmm. And is there anybody else that they polled? Oh, Will Hurd. He's mm-hmm. beating Suarez. See, our guy Binkley, he's like the <laughs> is guy. Is he our guy? He's, got, he's like the guy that starts 30. No, trust me. He was very nice. He is not our guy. But right. he was very nice. And I thought it was very interesting to learn how somebody runs for president. He's like the guy that starts... Let's say 30, 32nd at the Indianapolis 500. And you know, statistically, his odds are a thousand to one. But midway, like midway through the first quarter of the race, there's been an accident or two. He's still on the track. He's now moved up to 28th. And there's like this it was Stingray Rob. Mm-hmm. Binkley is our Stingray <laughs> Rob, where you're Stingray. like, he's still in the race. And then two, two minutes later, you hear Mark James, there's been a crash in turn four, and Binkley and is out. He's out. Yeah, he's <laughs> out. Well, even CNN admitting that the idea that Donald Trump can't win the general election is off. And CNN says, I want you to lose that idea. The race is very, very close, and Donald Trump's polling better and better better and just continues to gain. It is 16 minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Uh... <laughs> 
20 minutes after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Joe Biden was in Hawaii yesterday. He compared a small kitchen fire he once had in his home to thousands of Maui residents losing their entire homes, their cars, their possessions, and in many cases, their lives. It may be the most offensive thing he's ever said, and that is so saying something because of all the offensive things he's actually said. Yeah, I mean, he he in his speech, he was trying to compare someone losing everything, including potential family members, to him almost, almost losing his classic Corvette. You know who he has become, Casey? And it just dawned on me, and sometimes my mind is so fertile and ever-moving that I will just be hit with a wave of brilliance while we are on the air. He has become Michael Scott from The Office, Mm. where everything is about him. And there is an episode of The Office where Michael Scott, the Steve Carell character, Mm -hmm. is for some reason making bacon in his bedroom. And he steps on the grill. On the George Foreman grill. And he is just convinced everyone he can't walk, he can't move, which of course is all stupid. And it's totally over the top and dramatic. And... Dwight, the little stoogy assistant guy, is seriously injured in a car crash, and they have to get him to the hospital. And the whole time, Michael is annoyed that he has to take his supposed best friend to the hospital for a serious head injury. And he is trying to get the doctors to look at him, mm-hmm. and he's trying to put his foot in the X-ray mach- in the uh, CAT scan machine or whatever it is. It's all about him. Mm -hmm. That is Joe Biden. Joe Biden has become Michael Scott from The Office. If we could only bubble wrap him like Michael Scott did with his foot. Your kitchen fire uh, 19 years ago, which was put out in 20 minutes and everyone's totally 100% fine, is nowhere even close to what these people have lost in Maui. Yeah. Uh, do you think that his speech writers, I mean, was that written or was that totally no, ad lib? No, There's I There's no way that somebody thought that that was a good idea. I think, I think, and this is why they wouldn't let him go to New Palestine. And I think the difference, I think, there, I think the major difference here is this is a totally Democrat, Ohio's a Republican state. That was a Republican area. Hawaii is a deep, deep blue state. And they said, well, and it's easy, you know, it's because of the media coverage and everything else. They're trying to try to tie it to climate change. And, you know, Ohio was, hey, train, you know, train derailment, whatever. This one, hey, we can bank this on climate change. You've seen Jay Inslee, the cover, the governor of Washington out being disgusting and gross about that. And so they said, hey, he's got to go. And this is why they don't want him to go, because... They know what he's going to do when he goes. It's so inappropriate to me that they're focusing on the climate change aspect of this. First of all, they're still trying to recover bodies. They're still sifting through metal and ash. They're still identifying DNA. And then we have to find out who's accountable for this. I mean, there's been reports that they didn't turn on water to parts of the island due to diversity. And then, and then, Way, way down the road. If that's what you're going to go with the climate change, you can address that a long time from now. But no, 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 they can't, Casey, because you know what what, uh, 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 Ron Ron Emanuel said, uh, famously, Obama's chief of staff, when Obama was elected uh, president of the United States during the financial crisis, never let a crisis go to waste. Hmm. And... The left will always use every opportunity to 
try to enhance the role and scope of government and these climate cultists who are very, very weird, sick people, this is their religion in many cases. And so absolutely, they are going to use something that they have no idea how it started, why it started or whatever, and try to say, see, it's another example of climate change. Yeah, well, you cannot have your ideology be more important than human life. So he was there yesterday, and at one point, he gets distracted by a dog. What's the boss's name? What's the, how you doing, So he's petting a dog, right? And this would be sweet if this was just your grandpa and this was at a picnic. Unfortunately, he's not, and it's not. Well, and he does this all the time. Remember, he was talking to that reporter last week, and in the middle of the sentence, he just stops. And brushed a bug off her shoulder. He's like, you have a bug on you, and just touches her, which Mm -hmm. is totally inappropriate for someone you don't know, have never met, whatever. It is... uh, He's he is a very very ill man, and the fact that he is running this country is should just scare the heck out of everybody. It is eleven twenty five with Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. There is a new trend that's happening oh. now. You've heard of quiet quitting, right? When someone does only the bare minimum at work and puts in only the effort that's required for well, that's them every to, day for Kevin to keep the job. <laughs> you better not be quiet quitting. <laughs> Well, there's this new thing, and it is called Lazy Girl Jobs. That's 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 a gig for me, man. What Why is, do I what sign is, up? What is a lazy girl job? Uh, lazy girl job is a, the it's it's a viral term, right? Uh-huh. And it is a job where it's simple, low stress, low effort, lots of fe- flexibility and freedom. And- They've listed. Isn't that the job everybody wants? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and this this trend is to do away with the the boss bay yeah. and you know the the sure. hustle culture, right? Yeah. They're saying no, we we've got we've got new priorities. We want to do low effort, lots of flexibility, lots of freedom, low stress. And they list some of these jobs that are part of the lazy Is radio group. show producer, is that on <laughs> well, the list? I was, was going to ask you if OnlyFans is on there. <laughs> Should be, Does right? Does that count as a job? I don't know. There's a lot of maintenance to... Uh, Main, there's a lot oh, of maintenance yeah. to be had if you're going to do the only thing. You mean filters? <laughs> you, mean, you mean filters, Casey? Yeah. So cloud engineer is one, e-learning assistant, a translator, customer feedback analyst. A what? We do that every day with our voicemails. A cu- what's it called? Customer feedback analyst. Uh, data entry, accountant, freelance writer, um, museum assistant. The assistant at the museum. <laughs> <laughs> library library assistant. Oh, yeah. Not, not an... Yeah, not the Hamilton East Public <laughs> no, Library. Because no, because that, that person's pretty busy. Uh, copy editor. Hotel night auditor. Mm-hmm. Are all the rooms booked? Yeah. No? Check. Okay. Check. Done. Uh, legal assistant, art teacher, social media manager. Oh, yeah. That's on the job list. Also, digital content creator. So, influencers, right? Yeah. This is probably a, a bad thing. 
to have a lazy girl job trend. Uh, look, here is here is the job you should have. A job that pays your bills. How about that? Hey, Casey, when we come Something back. Something I think we all want. We've had a lot of requests for this. Our old buddy, the, the we played it yesterday, uh, Trucker John. Mm-hmm. He is a truck driver slash rapper. Did that fabulous rap that we played about how awful Indiana government and the Indiana Republican Party is, where he where he got somehow in one little rap got all the nicknames and little show bits that we do and a lot of people i mean he got he got hundreds and hundreds of hits on his youtube page yesterday obviously thousands of people heard it here a lot of people were requesting it again would it be all right if we bust that out uh, absolutely uh, for the we've got our own oliver anthony trucker john it's coming up from 93 wibc 1134 it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc did you know that we're hit makers we are the straw that stirs the drink, Casey. Mm-hmm. We uh, we make stars overnight. And we've done that with yes. Trucker John. Yes. He was already on his way. Yeah, oh yeah absolutely. Um, so for those of you who may have no idea what we're talking about, we have a very fabulous longtime listener of the show. His name is Trucker John. That's what he does, obviously. Name in the title, drives a truck for mm-hmm. a living. And I, it, my mind has, it has escaped my mind how we got on the topic of this well we were talking about eminem's lyrics and we had that debate and then i think you were talking about how people called in about eminem and you were asking why they don't care about property taxes yeah and then we we had said if you put something in a song i think that people were more apt to care about it yeah and or in a rap Mm -hmm. and trucker john called and said i am not only a truck driver i am also a rapper yep and we said well sure you are skippy and he said i will (laughs) i doubted him i will do you a rap on uh taxes Uh and indiana government and the indiana republican party and we said they're their child that's funny yes you get right back to us and over the weekend he did he He sent it to me here's the thing i gotta be totally honest about this when people call your bluff he sent it on friday and i was busy had a lot of things going on and i thought oh my gosh this this lunatic actually did this and i thought okay yeah i sent him a reply and said okay man i'll listen to it over the weekend Uh thanks right arms distance and you didn't listen to it on the weekend did you you waited till monday i got in monday and pulled it up and i was like wait a minute i gotta do this this guy's a big fan of our show let me just humor him and say nice job child we're all very impressed and it was really good (laughs) yes see what happens when you doubt people well i just show up yeah sometimes. i mean i played it the same as i would have played it anyway but mm-hmm. uh yes it was so good oh, the, what what's the name of the company the that he has nebula entertainment nebula entertainment he, he yeah. goes by heavyweight yeah heavyweight is his rap name but nebula entertainment if you want to find this for yourself on youtube yeah the the uh, the cover of the single alone is great it's him and then there's all this money burning in the background. And then in between the money burning, there's all our favorite characters. Yeah. So Silent Suzanne and Cowardly Lion, Diego Morales and Duke of Spendingburg and High Tax Holcomb and mm-hmm. Dr. Box Gynecologist. I mean, he put some serious effort mm-hmm. into this whole thing. He did. Well, he knows what we expect. We have high standards. Well, and I noticed he got hundreds of hits on this thing in addition to the tens of thousands of uh, listens, he obviously got via our podcast here and the mm-hmm. uh, and the the radio station that played, and so a lot of people said, "Hey, I, you know, I missed it, or I'd love to hear that again, or that was really great." So the song is called "Serving Hoosiers Well." First and foremost, shout out to 
Scheduled KC on WIBC out of Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Hey, Rob, I think we're about to go off the rails a little bit. KC, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think it's time for me to blow. This is what it means to serve root and well. Turn your back on us when we need some help. Stop it, yes, you only care about yourselves. Everybody wake up, I got a story to tell. This is what it means to serve root and well. Turn your back on us when we need some help. Stop it, yes, you only care about yourselves. Everybody Text, hold the lock down the key. I got a couple questions. Could you answer for me? Oh, wouldn't serve who just well, I see. But you had plenty of time with your boy Malik. Oh, and West Washington, I'm thinking that they hate us. Oh, through inflation, they raised taxation. Over a year ago, they were warned on these airwaves. Property taxes skyrocket, constituents can't pay. Everybody's turning, they don't care about the damage. To the teachers, so angry in their red shirt. So many millions spent, but our education's worse. Reaching out for help, uh, I called our next senator. But what did I expect from Todd? Tell you to do the spending curve. Who never saw a dollar that he didn't want to spend? He said it himself. The spending's never gonna end. We'll spend the gas tax for bridges and roads. I'm getting to see a dollar spent on all these potholes. I tried Jim Lucas, see if he would take a look. He was way too busy, hate posting on. He's got bars. I wonder how long that took him to make. He did uh, some sort of video mm-hmm. I saw. We got tagged in where he was like thanking all the people who had downloaded the yeah the vid- the the video on YouTube and listened on the radio station. And he's playing at some sort of event in Orleans, Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Which Kev, you said your family is from there. Yeah, my mom's side of the family is from there. So yeah, I've got my roots in Orleans, and I was proud to see that he was repping that small town. Yeah, you need to hook up with your cousins or whoever and go check them out. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can crash on someone's couch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I might go down and see Trucker John. Maybe and see a show. Maybe get up there, do a little riff on guitar with him or <laughs> yeah. drums or something. You know, yeah, bang on the bongos. You know, if you're anything. like if you're an outsider, like let's say you're Curtis Hill or even Micah. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you get this guy to play it? You know, they have these fundraiser events or whatever. Wouldn't you get this guy as part of the, 
you know, warm up act. They've always got some sort of featured right. speaker get, or whatever. Get the crowd excited. Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't you have Trucker yeah. John as your warm up act doing this rap? Well, he'll have to be completely vetted. Let's be honest, because uh, <laughs> Micah cannot attach his name to somebody who hasn't been through the, uh, you know, due diligence. Yeah, let's. Uh... <laughs> but Curtis will be just fine. Yeah. <laughs> the others, Mike Braun, whatever. You can have. Um, okay, so let's talk about Vivek Ramaswamy. Swami really quick. No, of course. He was uh, <laughs> he was criticized uh, for mansplaining oh. to Caitlyn Collins. Uh-oh. You remember her. She's on CNN. She's the woman that Donald Trump called nasty. Yeah, that's right. Nasty. She hosted that town hall. Right. Yeah. And Vivek was talking with her and at one point he, he said, Caitlyn, Caitlyn, Caitlyn. And he just kept repeating her, yes. word, her name and some people are, are saying that that was mansplaining. But uh, here he is. Let's talk extortion. He is completely Completely attacking Hunter Biden. Remembering, this guy is not just some fringe corrupt son of a U.S. president. He has been a geopolitical disaster. Remember that an investigation into Hunter Biden, potentially in Ukraine, that was already the basis for the second impeachment of the 45th president of the United States. But now the very country whose state-affiliated company was making a bribe to Hunter Biden, putting him on the board of a company where Hunter Biden had no business being on that board, That is the very country now receiving $200 billion in U.S. military and financial aid in the middle of a war, marching us closer, I worry, to nuclear war with Russia. This has real geopolitical implications. That is currently beyond the pale of any Republicans, even many Republicans, to ask out loud. But I think it is the heart of the question when the U.S. president is sending aid to a foreign country where his own family was part of a bribe from that same foreign country. If the same shoe fit the other foot and this had been Republicans or anybody else in charge, we'd be asking the questions. We should be here, too. Okay, so we've been told over and over again that Joe Biden and Hunter were not in business together. They didn't talk about it. But how come Hunter Biden, it's now being revealed, was catching flights on Air Force Two, which you, American taxpayer, pay for? Isn't it amazing the overwhelming evidence about what has transpired and yet, and we are to blame for this, our government, the people in it, the people who run it, think so little of us that they're just calculated choices. We'll just look right at you and lie. And we think you're too scared and cowardly and apathetic to do anything about it. A lot of people don't like that. Well, a lot of people in the Republican Party don't like the fact that Vivek is saying these things that he shouldn't be saying, you know, things of this name. And he's like, hey, listen, I'm going to do it anyway. He appeared on MSNBC. I don't know if you've ever seen her show. Simone is her name. Do I? Does it look like I would have seen the no, Simone show, No, it doesn't show, look like Casey? it. But uh, she was asking him questions and he, he said, you know, hey, a lot of people don't think that I should appear on and NBC, yeah. because you're mean to Republicans, but if I can't even come on to this television network that has an opposing view, how in the world am I going to sit across from Xi Jinping? All right, let's take a break. More on the way when we come back. I've got a question for you, Casey, when we come back about something that goes on in this building and, and the other buildings that we're a part of every single buildings. day. I've got inter-office etiquette questions. Okay, it's coming up with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. There goes the last DJ. 
DJ who plays what he wants to play and says what he wants to say. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Casey, we have to discuss something. What? And I know we've brought this up before on this show, but I feel like it is a topic that will appeal to every single person hearing our voice who goes to a... An office environment, certainly one of any size. Are okay. Ready? Yeah. And it is the people who keep sending us the I will be out of the office oh. company-wide <laughs> emails. We got like three of those today. Lots of people are out today. Uh, look, we get these all the time, and they are from people that I have never met nor ever interacted <laughs> with. Well, I think some of them are from management-type people, so they have to let their subordinates know that they won't be in. But For example, our boss, Matt Hiblin, fabulous executive executive producer of this very program. He's out today. Yeah, but Matt, when he sent the email, it was to us, like the people who would be impacted by Matt Hiblin not being here. Yeah. It was not an email to... The entire all, building? All, all, well, buildings, plural. The people who own us are in multiple buildings in this city. Would it make you feel better if when they sent out this company-wide email, they told you what they were doing? No, like I Matt, don't care. Like what Matt's doing. like, hey, I'm going to Kings Island. I'm going to go have fun. I do not care, Casey. I do not care. It is your time to take off. If the company provides <laughs> it to you, you take it and do it. Uh-huh. The problem is, yeah. I don't interact with you. I don't know who you are. I've never had a conversation with you. I will never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever, ever need to have an interaction with you. It appears. Mm-hmm. Why would I care if you're gone? Well, do you think that that's on you to go meet these people? No! <laughs> this is a, we are owned by a very large company, and God bless the people who own us. They've been very successful in the radio business, mm-hmm. in other ventures. I think that's wonderful. I think that's phenomenal. And look, I'm going to come up, come to work every day, and I'm going to bust my ass every day. And there's like seven people that I need to know if you're not going to be here tomorrow. One of them being you. Yeah. Uh, other who than are that, the other? Who are the other six? Well, I'm confused see. because when I'm out, there's normally only two people, two or three people that need to know. You, Matt, and my replacement. Well, I was being somewhat <laughs> generous. But okay, let's think off the top of my head who, uh, who I would need to know if they are not here. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, you would be yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, Matt uh-huh. would would be one. Kevin. Uh, Kevin, that's uh-huh. three. Yeah. Hammer, because we do a segment with sure, Hammer. Sure, Okay. That's, that's it. That's it. There's like four people. <laughs> and I'm sure the people who are emailing us, there's probably four people or maybe more who need to know that they're not there. I'm not one of them. And so now you know what I've begun doing? What? I have begun... <laughs> What are you doing? Are you, are you replying all? Well, no, no, no. That's no. great. Have a fantastic day off. We wish you well. Um, when Fred or Tony or Susie or whoever sends me the email, <laughs> Hammer, Nigel, and I have started a group text where we just screenshot the uh, the email in question and we inform each other that Fred, Tony, or Susie <laughs> is not going to be here because, uh-huh. I mean, am I just being a terrible coworker? <laughs> no comment. No, you're fine. You're good. I just put me on that group text because let me like, in on the fun i mean we get so many emails that it's like if it's something from urban one or whatever okay i probably need to open this and find out uh sally says she is going to tampa florida for the week and will not be back and uh-huh. i don't care <laughs> i've never worked with sally jealous sally and i are not in the same departments we're barely in the same company <laughs> well i'm sorry that this has you so worked up uh anyway
anyway, I just figured that I needed to air my frustration mm-hmm. on this. It mm-hmm. is totally a first world problem. I'm really surprised, though, that you have a group text with Hammer and Nigel, and Nigel responds? Uh, <laughs> usually, so here's what Nigel does in the group text. Um, Nigel's a lazy group texter. Uh-huh. He just put puts capitals LOLs, like the repeateds, yeah. over and over and over again. LOL, 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 LOL. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I feel like that's Nigel's way of participating, yeah. but not putting any effort into our, our group text. Well, I'm sorry this is bothering you so much. Uh, I would also like to wish a very happy ninth birthday to my English Bulldog, Bruce. Oh, that's right. I saw you put the cutest picture of him on Instagram this morning. Yeah. Nine years old. He's huh? nine, which for a Bulldog is getting up there. Yeah. But knock on wood, Bruce has been very, uh, for the most part, very healthy. How are you going to celebrate? Uh, Does he get a special treat? You're going to get like a little doggy ice cream or yogurt or what do you do? You put a hat on him Bert, or is it just like every other day? Okay, so here is what I did, Casey, yeah. uh, When for Bruce's first birthday mm-hmm. is I actually rented a shelter at the local park and we had a public birthday party for Bruce and no joke. Hundreds of people in Brownsburg showed up for Bruce's birthday party. Really? And it would. The premise was: I said, "Look, don't bring a dog. Don't don't bring presents. Whatever. It's a, he's a dog. Mm-hmm. Just it's an opportunity for everybody to be here and visit. I think we had provided food of some sort for people. I said, "Hey, if you want to bring your own food, whatever." There were some local charities that we accepted donations for in lieu of gifts for Bruce. That's nice. And it was a. It was a zoo at the local park. And so after the first birthday, Mm -hmm. uh, that was 2015, I said, buddy, you used all your birthday parties in one birthday party. You know how weird it is and how special you are that a dog had hundreds of people show up for their birthday. But Bruce, look, Bruce is a magnanimous character. You've met Bruce. I mean, he is is something else. And so, uh, no, we no longer do any sort of... My dad did get him some sort of treats yesterday, but other than that, it was just a hearty happy birthday, buddy. Uh-huh. I love you. Here's one of the treats that. Uh, how that how is he you. doing with the baby? Is he jealous? No, Bruce is. Uh, here here is Bruce's world, Casey, and it is. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's interesting how they say you know, owners take on or do- dogs take on kind of the persona of their owners. Yeah, and in this case, it's totally true because Bruce is totally in it for Bruce. <laughs> Yeah, that that tracks, <laughs> yes. doesn't it? Bruce, Bruce's whole <laughs> orbit is what can you do for me? Yeah, and so as long as Bruce's life is not interrupted, which it has not been, he still gets the same amount of treats. He gets the same amount of food. Mm-hmm. He has his own room in my house that he is allowed to basically do with as he pleases, mm-hmm. and so he's he's fine. We we will take Olivia and we will put her in our arms in the room with Bruce. Sometimes he will come up and smell her. That lasts for about 30 seconds, and then he says- And then he's off to his own business. This is not an edible chew toy. I'm, yeah. I just, whatever, great. I'm, so he's not overly curious about the bassinet no, or you know, no. diaper packages around the house or let, anything like let that. Let me repeat myself. Bruce is 100% <laughs> in it for Bruce, and as long as you're still providing the same amount of meals and treats and letting him out mm-hmm. and giving him the same amount of attention- you do you, pal. Yeah. Bruce is the perfect libertarian <laughs> because Bruce don't care. He was limited oversight, doesn't as he? As <laughs> long as you leave Bruce alone and let Bruce live his life to the best of his ability, uh-huh. you people have as many kids as you want. Uh-huh. You do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Take up whatever parts of the house. Just leave me alone. Well, happy birthday to your pop. That's yeah, awesome. That's great. Uh, all right. Take us home. All right. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. And we're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It is Kendall and Casey on 90. 90- 93 WIBC.